A regular meditation practice can yield many benefits for psychological, emotional, and physical wellness. One of the most significant benefits is that with regular practice, meditation can help us to globally raise our awareness while also narrowing our mental focus, enabling us to zoom our attention in on what we are experiencing, learning, and expressing, helping our minds to become gradually less divided and distracted. Consider the advantages of being fully present and able to narrow your focus when learning or improving a skill. I'm using singing as an example, but the idea applies to anything you might be working on. Singing is a skill that coordinates your breath, your voice, and your resonators so that you can musically express your imagination and feelings. There are a lot of moving parts and components involved in learning and improving skill at singing. The ability to narrow your focus to just those movements and sensations involved in breath coordination, or just those movements and sensations involved in vocal vibration, can really help you to make valuable observations about how your vocal anatomy is functioning and to make methodical changes to your coordination. This ability to narrow your focus can also be extremely valuable if you find yourself judging the sounds you are making or if you find yourself struggling with the kinds of emotional attachment that can frequently surface during singing practice. Attachment to making the right sound, making progress at the right rate, becoming capable of singing a song you love the way you really want to sing it. Attachment to these outcomes not only causes suffering in the moment, but also makes it very difficult to focus on the changes you wish to evoke in your voice that would make these outcomes possible. The better you become at narrowing your focus to just the things you're working on, the more you will enjoy your practice, the more effective your practice will become, and the more likely you are to realize your desired outcomes. Hopefully you can see why I feel that singing can be such a fruitful object of meditation. Anything that invites you to slow down and simplify your mental focus can be a good object of meditation. Many styles of meditation begin with a focus on the breath. The breathing process can serve as an effective object of meditation throughout your life and practice, because breathing is something that we do continuously throughout our lives. It is a real-time activity that continually invites us to be present if we can focus and sustain our attention on the movements and sensations involved in breathing. Another common object of meditation is a mantra a word, phrase, sound, or syllable repeated silently or audibly to aid with concentration and focus. A mantra also provides a sense of presence and continuity because the sounds unfold continuously in time while you allow your focused awareness to go along for a ride along with it. These simple objects of meditation enable us to zoom in on one continuous aspect of our experience. Over time, it helps make it easier to focus our awareness more intentionally in the midst of more complex experiences, when there may be a great deal of external and internal stimulation competing for our awareness. I believe that when we experience frustration while trying to learn something, it is because we are trying to focus on and absorb too many things at once. In the previous episode of this podcast, I talked about my frustration with gym class. 
When I was in elementary and middle school, physical coordination was not something that was intuitive or swift for me. Our gym teachers taught primarily by demonstrating, for example, demonstrating dribbling a basketball, passing it and tossing it into the hoop. Well, I watched them and I watched my peers, but there were just too many things going on at once for me to be able to understand how these movements would even be possible for me. I could bounce the ball, but the moment I took my eyes off it, it got away from me. And that was before I even tried to walk or run while bouncing it. Someone would have needed to break it down and help me figure out how to slowly walk and bounce at the same time, and then walk and bounce while my visual focus was on the court and the other players rather than on the ball, and so on. But in the absence of that kind of instruction, what happens is that those who somehow figure it out get to play and they have a good time, and those who can't easily do all of those things at once get sidelined, literally. It's the same with singing. If you've become frustrated in your attempts to sing, I invite you to consider whether what you experienced has resonance with what I endured in gym class. Some children figure out how to match pitch and sustain their singing voices intuitively. Others are more like me with a basketball. If they can't match pitch or carry a tune intuitively, their teachers assume they don't have the aptitude to sing and then often hush them up so they won't ruin the school play, silencing and sidelining them. And it's heartbreaking how frequently this happens. Taking a voice class or voice lessons as a teen or adult can also lead to deep frustration if the teacher attempts to focus on many different aspects of singing over the course of the lesson and bounces around between them. This often does happen. It actually reflects my experience with my early voice teachers. I would show up for my lesson and then over the course of the hour, we would wildly ping pong between things they wanted me to do differently with my breath or my resonance, or perhaps I was singing wrong notes or pronouncing the words inelegantly. We were trying to cover all of singing every single week with the consequence that nothing was ever covered deeply enough for me to fully understand it or develop a practice around it. It was only when I found a teacher who encouraged me to focus on one simple component of my singing technique at a time that I was able not only to learn to sing well, but also to enjoy the learning process along the way. My singing practice and my teaching are premised on this reality that we can only really meaningfully focus on one thing at a time. Learning to sing or learning anything really requires the ability to narrow our focus and to intentionally choose the object of our focus. So I invite you to practice with me. The next episode of this podcast will be a brief guided practice session to be held tomorrow, Monday, November 6th at 10 a.m. Eastern. It will last no longer than 15 or 20 minutes and it will involve a simple but profound introductory exploration of alignment, breathing, and sound production. You can practice with me in real time, or you can practice along with the recording anytime you wish afterwards. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll join me tomorrow.